we have an exciting announcement to make. Woohoo! We're doing a 5K run walk for a charity that's near and dear to us. Tell us about it, Gretchy. It is the, it's called F Cancer, Fuck Cancer, whatever because you fancy. We all think that way. Yes, we do. And it is in memorial of Rebecca Dahl, who is somebody that Tabitha and I both knew. Mm-hmm. Sweet mama. And she's the we mom. lost too soon. Yes. Yeah. And we are friends with her family and they'll all be there. So if you want to come out and support, then come out. It's going to be, it's for a great cause. February yeah, 22nd. February 22nd. Yeah. And join our team. Housewives join our of True team Crime. on the F Cancer Run website. Yes. Housewives of True Crime. Just type that in and I'll give you a special t-shirt. And then you know what we're going to do afterwards? Go hang out at a bar. Yeah, we're going to go day drink somewhere. Yeah. So, and listen, we love to meet y'all if you want to come. And a bunch of our friends live in Ventura. So you guys. Yeah. I hope you guys. I hope, have- I hope we're like guilt tripping you into doing it. Yeah. So I- come. And I would love to see all of our old friends from Ventura that listen yeah, to us. Yeah, so That's come. So nice. So I hope you guys, if you're listening, will sign up and we'll have a good a day. 5K. We could do it. Five. Even I can do it. 5K is like a drop in a bucket. Easy peasy. Okay? Even if you walk it, it's only half an hour or no, maybe an hour. If you listen, walk it. it's 45 bucks to sign up, but money's going to a great cause. And we're so making you a t-shirt. It. Yeah. And you get a run t-shirt. So you get two t-shirts. Oh, we're going to make a cute one. Yeah. Real cute. Okay. So sign up and we're going to put it on our Facebook and our Instagram. So you'll know. Yeah. Cool. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. And welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. I'm Tabitha. Hi. (laughs) And that's Gretchen across from me. That's me. So thanks for tuning in. If you haven't checked out Himalaya yet, we have bonus content on there. Yeah. Become a member. It's real cool. Use Housewives as a promo code and you get the first month free. After that, it's only $4.99. Thanks. Cheap. Yep. Because that's what we are. Yeah, we really are. (laughs) Uh, You know what wasn't cheap, though, Gretchen? What wasn't cheap, Tab? Disney World. I bet. Makes my stomach hurt just thinking about it. Oh, well, you know who else had a stomach ache at Disneyland or at Disney World? (laughs) One of your kids. Who threw up? Colton. Oh, of course. Poor little man. So I got to tell you. We were there with the kids' kids. Remember these um, from the children charity. that have yes. multiple diseases that are life-threatening. So that was really sad. But really amazing to see all these kids so happy and whatnot. So we were meeting everybody for breakfast. And Colton woke up a little stuffy. But, you know, the air conditioning wasn't working in the hotel room. And so I just chalked it up to that. So we're leaving the breakfast. 
And Colton's like, I don't feel good. Oh my God, you're going to throw up in front of all these sick children. And that is not okay. No. Right? So what do I do? Catch it in your hand. I caught it in my hand. No! (laughs) Again. And then I'm like, oh my God. Okay. So then I'm like, okay. He he just has a short gag reflex. He's kind of coughing up this mucus. So thought it would be okay. And we get on the trolley with everybody to go to the Disney World. No, he did not. He did in no. the in the um bus on the way there and then six more times at Disneyland. <laughs> you just kept going through it. You're well, such a horrible parent. You just real, kept him going. It's real expensive. But let me tell you and this this is my point. I have a theory about this. What? Listen. I am a freaking crazy. First of all, my kid is, especially my boy is so disgusting. You know, he like will lick the curb. I'm not even exaggerating. I've seen him do it. Okay. (laughs) But whenever we go to Legoland, the zoo, anything like that, the sanitizer Nazi, which I'm not in real life, but because my theory is that's where you're going to catch something because people are spending money. They're there on vacation. So they're like, you know what, kid, you're we're just going to robotussin the shit out of you. That, and you're going to make it through the day because yes. we planned our whole vacation around this. So every sick child goes. I know. So don't judge me, people. But we flew a real long way. <laughs> and we paid a lot of money in this charity to get there. And so <laughs> yeah. we were going to, we had three days to do all of Disney World. And I but, couldn't imagine taking one day. I rented a stroller for him. And I didn't. Oh, how sweet <laughs> of you. What a nice mom I am. Yeah. So anyways, we're drinking champagne to cheers for my lack of good mothering. Oh, yeah. Clink, well, clink. Clink, clink. Yes, the champagne cheers. is good. I know. We were okay. actually supposed to see each other earlier this week, Tab. We were. We were supposed to go camping, kind of. Well, I was going to go camping per normal, and Tab was going to stay at a hotel next door. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> but she always skates out of it. It was weather problems. They were calling for year. like flash floods or whatever. And then I was feeling real bad about it because we didn't go. It wasn't that so bad. bad. But there was a massive sewage leak. That's in disgusting. Newport Beach. Yes. So they closed down all the beaches and we would have been right there in the harbor. So we dodged a bullet there. We did. We could have gone yeah, to my hotel it was though. Stinky. Yeah, but you can't even like go near the water. Like, no, 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 no. That's gross. Yeah. So we actually canceled before we knew about the leak, which was good on but, our part. Yes. And it was freezing this weekend here. So I was real productive while you were gone. Worked on my trailer, got all my Christmas decorations up. Good job. On the outside of my house, you're a real slacker. I saw all those Thanksgiving stuff is still in your I porch. know. You're I know. a loser. I am a loser, but I'm going to get it together. My Sorry. husband thinks I'm a loser. He thinks I'm real white trash. Why? He thinks I'm an eyesore in the neighborhood. Listen, I like more decorations better. You know my favorite movie. I you posted know, it. Family vacation or Christmas vacation. Oh, listen, I, that's like my idol. I would love to be like that. I know. I love the tinsely stuff. That's what I like. Tinsely, bright colored, mm-hmm. crazy. I've got those candy canes that you see at Home Depot. I have those too. And whatever that line the walkway, that's what really puts them over the edge. And then this year I got one of those projectors. I have a projector that for look Halloween. like that look like, you know, snowflakes on oh, the house. Oh, around the whole house. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. So you might be going a little overboard. I haven't even started yet. 
<laughs> okay, okay. All right. I don't know. <laughs> I'm having a Christmas party, so you'll be able to see all my decorations. So you're going to hire somebody to put your lights up. No, my lights stay up all year. You are such <laughs> a loser. And are they like boring white? They're white. Oh. But I have deer outside. Oh. And did you see my flowers I just planted? No, I did not. You didn't? You didn't even notice. No, I did not. I always They're have to beautiful. just pee, so I just run in. <laughs> all right. That's enough about my flowers. Yeah, it's boring. It is boring. Let's, let's talk get, some crime. Let's get into it. So today, Gretchy, yes. I'm telling you a story that takes place in another small town. Wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you know? In one of my favorite states. What state is that? What state do you think it is? Hawaii? <laughs> oh, that is actually my probably most favorite besides California. But no, this state is Texas. Oh, Texas. Yeah, we love Texas. This small town is right outside of Waco. Okay. You probably like that part because it's got the cult. Yeah, I love Waco. Okay. It's called Joanna Robin Gaines. What? Joanna Gaines. The silos, jo- all that. Oh, Waco. yeah, yeah. Okay. So this place is called Robinson, Texas. Okay. Have you heard of it? No. Okay. Has a population of about 10,000. Okay. Pretty small. Small. You can buy a lovely house for about $260,000. Good deal. Good deal. Four bedrooms. Whoa. Would fit all your kids and you would even have a room for yourself. Awesome. There was a lovely couple, Keith and Darlene, were living the life in Robinson. They met in college, started dating, and side note, Darlene is as cute as her name. Oh, yeah. Maybe cute isn't even actually the right word. She's smoking hot. Really? Blonde hair, blue eye, bombshell. Okay. Kind of like you, Gretchy. Oh, shut up. <laughs> she was even the homecoming queen. Definitely not like me. <laughs> you weren't the homecoming queen? No, I was not any part of homecoming anything. Oh, I wasn't the homecoming queen either. But you guys can hear that story on Himalaya Plus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, of course, Keith, the small town boy, was smitten with Darlene. After college, it seems like they had a bit of a break, but shortly she moved back to the area and right back into sweet Keith's arms. Keith looks a little like Scott Peterson. Okay, so Scott Peterson is cute. I'm picturing somebody cute. Yeah, so I hate to make that reference, but like the first picture I saw of Keith, that's the first thing that popped into my mind. So, you know, he's got the dark hair, dark eyes, good looking round face. Okay. I thought they made a real cute couple. Okay. So when Keith and Darlene first started dating, she was headed to become a dental assistant and Keith a welder. They married and were on their way to an all-American life. Darlene got pregnant and actually had three boys in just four years. Boom. Bananas. Bananas. Darlene. Also, wasn't stoked on being a dental assistant, so she decided to get her nursing degree. And Keith ended up becoming an engineer for an electrical company. With kids and working husband, the couple decided to move right next door to Keith's parents. And that was a blessing. because It was? Yeah, it was. I know. (laughs) Because they needed help. 
nursing school and then becoming a nurse. Keith's job at first was like Three out of town. Kids. Okay. So, dude, she needed the in-laws. Yeah. A lot. And could you imagine? I mean, three boys in four years. You got- well, I had three kids in two years. So, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I guess you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't move next door to your in-laws? Nope. No. Move further away. But I kind of did. Yeah, you kind of did. I did. Because yeah. I need help too. Yeah. So Keith ended up getting a job closer to home so he could be closer to the kids and closer to grandma and grandpa. Keith and Darlene also loved to have a good time. They had lots of friends, went on trips, and had a great social life. It was noted that in the weeks, though, leading up to this incident that I'm going to get to, Darlene seemed to be going out a lot without Keith. Oh, she had time to go out. She did because grandma would watch the boys for her. Oh, okay. And girls' nights were on the regular. All right. Mm -hmm. So on November 8th, 2005, Darlene goes out without the hubby. Comes home, has a conversation with Keith. I think the conversation maybe got a little heated, gotten a little tiff about money, went to bed. I mean, we've all been there, right? Yeah. And you know, I don't really think you need to make up before you go to bed. Side note. You don't. No, do you guys? We don't always, but I like to. You do? I'm like, sometimes you just need to sleep it off. And then in the morning you're like, okay, that was not that big of a deal. Why are we, why do we even fight about that? Yeah. Well, you know what does piss me off though is sometimes if we get into an argument and then he won't even come to bed, we'll just like sleep on the couch or something. Yeah, that's Sean. Then I'm like, well, that was bullshit. It wasn't even that big of an argument, but now you're making it a big thing because you didn't even come to bed. So I guess we're like, we're on the outs. <laughs> it's the morning time real awkward. <laughs> That's true. It does. Yeah. I've been known to like go out there at two o'clock in the morning and been like, dude, come to bed. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, this particular night, Darlene's son was not sleeping because he was sick. I think all of her kids were sick. And as a good mother that Darlene was, she got up without waking Keith up and goes to sleep in the boys' room. Okay. She said she was up and down all night. She was turning on the TV for her kids. And then she just fell asleep with her son in her son's bedroom. Now, I know at one point with Wyatt, you were up a lot and turned on the TV and resorted to that. But that's like not something I do. Do you do that on the regular? I'll go back to their bedrooms, but I'll never like turn on the TV. Oh, I would never turn on the TV with them. Yeah, no. When we were up all night with Wyatt, we turned on the TV for him because he was a crazy insomniac. Yeah. And it was to keep him from crying and waking everybody else up. And that was like when he was one, right? Yeah. Or two. And we resorted to just drive. We would drive him around the neighborhood like all night. I know. I got to know Orange County real quick. I remember that. It was a crazy time. Mm-hmm. But recently, no way. I mean, oh no, he sleeps like a log. Yeah. So I just think to me, it seems a little strange that she says that, but you know, maybe. So Darlene wakes up to get the kids up and ready, start her day. She goes into the bedroom to see if her husband, Keith, will help her for the day with the kids. And she finds him lying in a pool of blood, gurgling from. The mouth with foam coming out. Oh no. She immediately calls 911. Okay. Robinson 911, what's your emergency? I got a suspected 
emergency response actually gets there while she's still on the phone with dispatch and they see that Keith has indeed been shot but he's still alive. His father being the next door neighbor sees that there's some craziness going on outside and goes out to check it out. They will not let him even close to the house. They're like stay on your own yard buddy. Okay. They stabilize Keith enough to get him in the ambulance, and that is where his father first gets the first glimpse of him and glimpse of what's going on, right? So the police actually have Darlene and her children in the bedroom so that they can, like, check the house and get, like, everything situated, and she is real distraught. But as the police are searching around the house, they become very suspicious. It seems like everything is intact in the house, but Darlene was right. His guns were not in the case. They were laying outside in the, the outside their front porch on the grass, almost strategically placed neatly by one another. Okay. All Keith's, Keith's guns were accounted for on the lawn, except for a twenty-two caliber. Okay, let me tell you, she's already guilty because at the 911 call, you say, my husband's been shot. Help. That's it. You're not like, oh, I got this whole story about blah, 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 blah. I'm putting my kids to bed. I know. I. The gun safe was open, but it was open with a key. And the, there was like the gun safe had like a glass front on it. And so they would have had to find the key that was like hidden above. And open the gun safe. You shouldn't have a gun safe with a key anyways. It should only be a combination. I know. And. Because kids could still find a key. This gun safe, you, I mean, if it was the burglar, they would have just broken the front of it if that's what they really wanted. And why would they drop the guns outside? It doesn't make sense. That's dumb. Yeah. And there was no forced entry. The back door was open, but no sign of forced entry to the back door. And also, Keith was killed in bed while sleeping, which in the middle of a robbery just doesn't add up. Yeah. You're usually killed because you find somebody or startle somebody or whatever. So when they got Darlene to the police station, she told the story of how she was up and down all night with the kids because they were sick. And when she woke up, she was getting them dressed, felt a cold breeze, noticed the door was open and the guns were missing. So she went to get her husband and saw him foaming at the mouth and was shot. And although Darlene is a nurse, mind you, right. she did not try to perform any emergency medical techniques to help Keith. Hmm. Which is also suspicious, don't you think? Suspicious. She also explained that she went out the night before without Keith. And upon returning home, they got in an argument about finances and her spending. She said it wasn't a big deal. And They went to bed together. While being questioned, the police were still looking in our house, you know, for evidence. Yep. And at this time, Keith started to fail. 
So she was summoned to the hospital and basically she had to go there to see if she wanted to donate Keith's organs and say her last goodbyes with the family. Yeah. And so she did. They donated the organs. So hopefully somebody got life because of Keith's death. Mm-hmm. I'm an organ donor. Are you? I am too. Yeah. Okay. Good. Darlene went back to the station for more questioning. And by this time, they had found a surgical glove, you know, one that you can get from like a doctor's office or a mm-hmm. nurse's station, wrapped up in the trash. And inside of that glove was a shell casing from a 22 caliber gun. Uh-oh. Wouldn't you know? She should have flushed that down the toilet. It is real odd that that would be like a surgical glove in the trash. Yeah. Yeah. So as the questioning got more intense, because at this point now they're like, okay, lady, we really think it's you. Yeah. Darlene thought it was time to request an attorney. And so as soon as she did, they stopped searching the home and all questioning was stopped. Okay. And like I said, the police were pretty sure that she was the assailant, but they needed more evidence because the hunch and the glove just, it's not enough, right? Right. I'm so, surprised they stopped searching the home though. That doesn't make sense. I guess you can't, what I read is you can't search it unless you get a search warrant after that. Oh, okay. So they have to like stop everything. When she's saying, yeah, I'll do the questioning and you can look at my house. Everything is fine. But now they suspect her. That's her house. They got to get a search warrant to yeah. come in. So they test the glove for DNA. And guess what? What? Comes back with Keith's DNA and Darlene's DNA. Oh. And they also knew at this time that the only gun that was missing was the 22 caliber. And the doctor had said that the most plausible cause of his death was a gunshot wound from a smaller type gun like a 22. Okay. But still, they needed more info. You know, they like a lot of information to like convict somebody. Yes. Yes, they do. And they, and they needed a motive. Okay. So why would this beautiful mother of three little boys want her husband dead? They seem to have a marriage like many others. I mean, who doesn't argue about finances? Yeah. Was there more to meet the eye? Well, from what I can find is maybe, and I will get to that in a bit. Okay. But detectives found that Keith had a life insurance policy, actually two, that totaled more than $700,000. Oh, geez. Which is a lot. Right? But is it enough to kill your husband? Well, maybe if you can get a house for $260,000 currently. Yeah, currently. So even less. When did this happen? 2005. Yeah. That's enough. Was uh he talking back a lot? That's enough. I think. Not for me. I don't know. Yeah. I guess some people, but whatever. I'm like, eh, I don't know. But that was their, that was the police motive for her. Okay. Okay. Darlene could not stand living in the house that her husband was killed in. So she moved herself into Keith's parents' house right next door. Interesting. And at this time, she was, the parents thought, there's no way that Darlene would ever do that to their son. No way. Yeah. Like they loved her. Yeah. Okay. 
And so I think they probably were like, yes, live with us. You know, even though the police were like, "Mm, we think that she's the one, they didn't think so. And she didn't want to live there very long. So she called a acquaintance named Robert Pavelka. He was a builder. And she's like, hey, you got any properties for sale or somewhere I can build a house? And he's like, yeah, you know what? I do. And he said, I've got this great land. It has a pond on it. And Darlene was thrilled. She told Robert that the boys would go fishing in the pond and Keith would have loved it. So she was, she was stoked, right? Yeah. So a few weeks went by and Darlene called Robert back and told him she was ready to move forward to buying that property. But now she did not want the pond. It was too dangerous for the boys and it needed to be filled in. Okay. So this raised some red flags to Robert because the first call was, oh my God, I love it. I need it because of the pond. Second call, I'm going to take it, but fill the pond in. So he calls his buddy at the police department. He's like, hey, I got this situation. I don't know if it means anything to you guys, but maybe. Yeah, I love people like this. I know, right? Yeah. So, of course, this also seemed real fishy to the detectives. So they headed themselves right over the pond to look for what? The gun. Yeah. And wouldn't you know, within 15 minutes, the gun was found. It was Keith's 22 caliber gun, the only gun that was missing in all of his guns. So they decided to set up a sting operation and set up video surveillance and had Robert call Darlene and tell her, all right, we're going to go forward with this filling in the pond. Oh, I love it. But we have to drain it first. And as soon as Darlene heard this, you'll never guess, she headed herself right over to that pond. And on the video, you can see her digging around for something. How big is this pond? It's not big. So she could get in there and get it if she needed to? I think she knew exactly where she put it. Yeah. So she went exactly to the spot where they found it. Yeah. Like it wasn't like she was going all over this thing. It was like one spot where they found it. That's exactly where she went. And you could see her with sticks and stuff like going in there. Okay. And as time goes on on the video, she becomes like erratic because she can't find it. Right. So you could see her like freaking the fuck out. Have they already found the gun? Yeah. They already took it. Oh. So they knew she wasn't going to find it. Yeah. But you could see her waiting in the water and like going frantic. I mean, couldn't you imagine? You're just like, oh shit. So that video basically sealed the deal for the state's case. Why on earth would she be digging around in a pond in the exact spot they found the gun if it wasn't her? There was no explanation. So she went to trial, pleaded not guilty. And with the evidence presented against her, her defense had a lot to defend. And guess what? What? They did not call one witness to the stand. Her defense didn't. They basically were defenseless. Okay. Which I think is kind of crazy. Yeah. If you're pleading not guilty. Yeah. You need to have some sort of something. I mean, even Kaylee Anthony's case with 
Casey Anthony. She didn't have like a friend or somebody that could be like, oh, their marriage was good. She wouldn't have done that. You just need like one. I know. Somebody. Even her mother. I don't I don't care. Oh, yeah, totally. Mm, that's not looking good. So, of course, she's sentenced to 60 years in prison for murdering her husband. And her three adorable little boys went to live with Keith's parents. And they are to have no contact with her whatsoever. Now, since little old Darlene has gone to jail, she has appealed her case, which in my public, no judicial opinion, I think she may stand a case in ineffective assistance because they did not do anything to help her, right? Right. And let me tell you this. So. I looked up her appeal case and she noted that she gave evidence that Keith and another couple had herpes, meaning he was having relations outside the marriage. Now, I don't know if they were swingers. That is the missing piece because I was thinking like, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I joked about the money, but uh, come on, that's not motivation enough. She had to hated him to kill him. I think so. I think this is the missing piece also. And I think this is also where the defense went wrong. Because if this is true, that Keith got herpes or the other couple got herpes or they all got herpes, I don't know. I mean, there's some, I mean, not even with the herpes, but there's something going on there if this is true. And if she had told her defense attorney that, and they didn't even want to research that, bring that up. I think that's, I think she has a strong case. So in her appeal paperwork, it states that her attorney had that information, but never utilized it in her defense. But I think in 2017, her appeal was denied, but it might not be over for her appealing. I don't think that even if she got a new trial, she would win. I don't think she would win either, but I do think she has a case for getting a new trial with ineffective counsel because people feel sorry for you. Like that should have been presented to the court. I mean, people understand it would be viewed as more like a crime of passion or like something, you know? Yes. And she is, like we said in the other case you just did, she's not your typical murderer. You know, she's very beautiful. People do not want to see people like her going to jail. Yeah, that's some bullshit. We should all just look for justice, but it's true. That's true, but it's true. It's true. So now what is she doing in prison? Oh, tell me. Well, she is still very pretty, but her blonde locks have turned that Mousy Brown, that Gretchen likes to refer Never to. a good look. <laughs> She's still looking real good in her interviews for Snapped in 48 Hours because they had put some like makeup on her. Yeah. And um, blowed out her hair. You think they did? I think so. I mean, she looked, she definitely had makeup on in the Snapped. I watched a YouTube video of this girl who showed how she, she did a YouTube video of how she would do her makeup in prison. 
Is it with pins and markers? So pencil. She used a pencil, like a lead pencil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you make? And she used coffee grounds to make mascara. Yeah. So maybe she's doing that, but she looked really good. However, on her pictures from her appeal, she looks haggard. Ugh. So I'm pretty sure Jill is a rough place. Yeah. So now I have some juicy information. Oh, give it to me. I found, let's call it a match.com for prisoner site. Do you know about this, Gretchen? Yes, of course I do. Because you know I love the love of oh, I knew you would know about it. Yeah. It's called prisonmates.com. Oh. You know nice. that one? No, I haven't actually gone on them. I just watched the show about it. Okay. So she has pictures on there of herself. Oh, my gosh. It asks name, birthday, seeking, religion, sexual preference. Okay, tell me. What does she say? She lists herself as bisexual. Prison will do that to you. Seeking friendship. I know. Seeking friendship and legal help. Now I'm going to read what she writes, okay? Okay. It says, I am hoping to find new friends that are willing to correspond with who will take the time to truly get to know me for who I am and not what society claims I am. Exclamation mark. In my quest to journey through this experience, I believe it is essential to state that I'm extremely versatile, open-minded, loyal, loving, and adventurous. I love to learn, try new things. Age, race, religion are unimportant. I like to hear different views and opinions of others. I am writing to establish solid, long-lasting connections that go beyond these bars to seeking positive figures in my life that keep me encouraged and in touch with society. A sense of humor is a must. I am looking for pen pals to correspond with who bring inspiration in this place of full darkness and despair. A mirror reflects a woman's face, but who she truly is inside is revealed by the relationships she builds and the people she surrounds herself with. I'm eager to make new friends that are open-minded as I am and who can think for themselves, not like society says you must. I love to read, exercise, write. Learning new things is a favorite pastime of mine. Life is too short to miss any experiences offered. With some people, you spend an evening, and with others, you invest it. Which type are you? Okay. So did you write her? No, I did not. <sighs> it also lists she needs new friends. favorite foods she likes. Now, what are her favorite foods? I think her favorite food was lasagna, but... They're probably... Yeah, I'm wondering. I just wondered if she... I, I could be wrong food. because I did snoop around on other prisoners. You did? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I knew you would know about this. Yeah. But let me tell you, on the side of the page, it says featured inmates. Okay. So it's like a little ad for like yeah. some, yeah. I don't know, hot to trot ones. So I clicked on one and it was this guy. And it was a quite impressive page, Gretchen. And since being incarcerated, he's written poems that have been published. He got his PhD and became a personal trainer. I then saw it said he has the possibility of being released in less than one year. Plus, he started a nonprofit from prison to help others not be in the same shoes as him. So basically, him and I are getting married. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, the thing with these prisoners is that when you get released, you have to be paroled somewhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have to give them the address of where you are going to be. So they can come check up on you. Okay. And you can't start working. Like in some cases, they can't start working right away. So they're like, well, shoot, how am I going to, they got to make all these connections with people because they're like, what am I going to do when I get out? I can't, I mean, unless you got like a real nice mama, which they've probably burned all the bridges with their mama because they're like drug addicts or something, you know, she don't want to take them. So they meet these unsuspecting people and then they mooch off of them for a while. Well, this guy was real impressive to me. I'm not sure if he's the one that liked lasagna or not. I kind of think he was because I kind of fell in love with him. But I could totally see how somebody could get sucked into having like a fiance. Now I'm totally understanding the 90-day fiance or love after lockup or whatever it is. They call you all the time and they write you these real thoughtful letters and you always know where they are. So you're never like, you know, oh, he's out at the club. What's uh, he doing? Yeah. You and know. listen, so then I even went even further with this guy. Uh-huh. I mean, I did not write him, but I did look up. Oh, it says why you're incarcerated too. Mm-hmm. And so his was murder. Right. Yeah. And then I'm like, how are you getting out already? So I looked up his case. Oh, okay. He murdered his girlfriend. Oh, shit. Yeah. Then I thought, well, that doesn't seem like a good relationship to get myself into. <laughs> Maybe let's find a new plan. But I'm hoping that he did learn. I mean, it seems like he learned his lesson. He learned his lesson, turned his life around. Let's hope. Listen, it never, almost never works, these relationships, when they get out on the other side. Could you imagine if you were, this guy went to jail. When he was 19 or 20 in 94, 95, mm-hmm. something like that. So now it's 2019. He's been in jail for longer than he was alive before he went to jail. Yeah. But he's also only, I think, 45. Yeah. But so, so he's writing, saying everything that someone wants to hear. And of course, in his head, he probably believes it. He thinks, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to be just the great person. I know, but it's rough life. Yeah, and then he's going to come out and have a couple margaritas and be like, fuck that. Somebody, (laughs) I'm going to go for a joy ride. Yeah. Go crazy. Balls to the wall. Take me to the strip joint. If you're only 45 getting out of prison, you still got a whole life to live. Yeah. So anyways, that's my... That's interesting. Yeah. Prison mates. I'll remember that next time I do some late night trolling. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think every prison lets you do that. That sounds like real crazy to me. A lot of them. That that is really um, open. You know. Yeah. Like Match dot com. Yeah. For prisoners. One of the chicks on Love After Lockup got ninety thousand dollars from a dude while she was in prison. What? Mm-hmm. Spent it all on drugs. She spent it all on drugs mm-hmm. after she got out. Heroin. No, in, in prison. She spent $90,000 on heroin in prison. Holy bananas. hmm Oh, okay. Well, I don't think that Darlene is getting out anytime soon. And... But she probably could get a boyfriend. I'm sure guys are knocking Listen, down this the door. Here's the other mistake these peop- unsuspecting people 
make. People on the other side that are looking at these prisoners think like, oh, this is so great. You know, I got this person who's paying all this attention to me, writing me letters or whatever. Well, guess what? They have nothing but time on their hands. So they don't just have you. They got like five other yous. They're collecting money and writing the letters to all these other people. And then they get out of prison and they're like, what do you mean you were talking to somebody else? (laughs) It's like that. That's funny. So there was my sad story about Keith and Keith and Darlene Gentry. And Keith Gentry, may his soul rest in peace. Herpes and all. And may his children grow up nice and loved by the grandparents. But it's super sad. They lost both of their parents and they really got the like shaft of the whole thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Really All sad. Womp womp. Womp womp. But anyways, thanks for listening, you all. Come on over to Himalaya Plus. Himalaya Listen Plus. More. It's good, you guys. Um, and we appreciate you listening. And follow us on Facebook group if you haven't already. That's real fun. We're also on Instagram, Housewives of True Crime. Tell your friends about us. It's a real good Christmas present to tell your Mm -hmm. friends. They'll be like, oh my God, thank you so much for making my drive in the car so much better. Oh, you know what? We have a bunch of shout outs. Oh, let's do them. Stinnabean910. Thank you so much. We're his podcast BFFs. Cute. I think it's S. Tina. Oh, S. Tina. Don't you think? Yeah, it is. Okay. I'm remember. Thanks, Me in the first grade. Okay. Uh, just kids seven. Love it. Love you back. Oh, just clink, kids clink. Seven. clink, clink. I love these bitches. Oh, Kiki. Oh, I think I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Kiki. Thanks for also joining our Facebook group. Yeah. And always posting. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. We love it. Thank you. And flying Williams. Flying Williams. Five star. Thanks. thanks flying, flying Williams. Williams. Katie, Katie Ray. Ray. Katie Ray, binge-worthy. Oh, my gosh. Thanks Katie for binging. Ray. That's a great name. It is a great name. You know what? I will tell you something real fast, Katie Ray. I wanted my daughter's middle Katie name Ray to be Ray this. also, and I have a real hang-up about it because my mother-in-law did not let me name her Kyla Ray, and then she let my sister-in-law name her daughter, which is her daughter, Charlie Ray, and I about had a damn heart yeah, attack. I was real pissed off about and that one. I'm still real pissed. Okay. And Ronnie Caliente. Ronnie Caliente. I love that name. Yeah. I mean, hot Ronnie, right? Thank you clink, so much. Clink, clink. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>